Welcome back to the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, or the way is John. I'm John. All right, guys. We've been putting together a lot of content here lately that you'll probably be seeing, but one of the things we touched on with some of our kind of uh, product directed at gym owners is a lot of them get into this as in pursuit of what we call the American dream, right? That's the entrepreneurship thing, right? And it's not necessarily the American dream. I think it is just the like, the the person who wants to stand on their own two feet dream for all our international audience out there but the american dream for the sake it rolls off the tongue real well it just is in my opinion i define it as like not being kind of owned by anybody else's system and not making all, all of my labor go towards making somebody else rich it's about standing on my own two feet making money making a future, creating a legacy for my kids. I hope that my kids have better opportunities than I had, which is the same thing that my parents did, that their grandparents did. That's the American dream, I think. You, you just nudge your family forward each step of the way by building something that is yours, right? It's the thing I've always talked about that's always been important to me is you want to chisel your name into something permanent because that's going to last forever, right? And if you don't, then that's fine, by the way. People can be very happy in doing things for other people, for other people's business. There's plenty of jobs out there that are satisfying, but you're probably not listening to this podcast. You listen to this podcast because you own a gym, because you're a personal trainer, or because you're trying to get into this business. So I hope that this this ranty American dream, appeal, appeal to the American dream, I think connects with you because it's a piece that we've really talked about a lot over the last year, which is a lot of gym owners are stuck, maybe not, wanting to be martyrs in their business and being stuck they were barely getting by but it's that the situation just kind of ends up that way and then there you sit you're not making any real money you're working real fucking hard you made your thing you made it you built it it exists and then now you're like fuck you know how do you get past this point where you're like st- you're just completely stuck you're scrambling you're selling 150 dollars memberships and you're what am I going to do? My classes are now full. You're coaching all day. Like that sucks. It's a tough spot to be in. And I know a ton of gym owners who are in that position. And how do you get out of it? How do you get to the point where you can get your slice of the American dream, get your slice of that pie, which is to make a pile of money. You want to be driving nice cars. You do a good job. You worked really hard to be good at your thing. You get your clients results, but yet somehow someone who's that good at that part of your job, you barely get by. That sucks. So how do you get to the point where you're getting paid for the value of what your stuff actually is worth? And the truth is, maybe you want to be earning more than you're worth. I'm not really all that interested in making just exactly what my stuff is worth. I wouldn't mind having a pile of money for doing very little. Seems like that would be okay, too. For sure. A thing that we called uh, the way the American dream topic really resonates with me was when I I played college football and on that team, you had really brief windows of opportunity to where you could be a baller, be a starter. And the coaches used to joke around all the time, sadistically of just give me a chance, man. Are you a chance, man? Like you want a chance, man? Just give me a chance, man. Cause that was always <laughs> a thing that got said, right? It was like, man, just give me a chance coach. Like, give me a chance. Let me get out there. Let me show you what I can do. And it's like, and the coaches used to say, chance mans don't come around all the time. And you've already showed me what you can do every day, which is not enough. You ain't, you ain't making it. 
you you're not the better and you're not good enough for that spot based on what I'm seeing on a day-to-day basis. And I cannot I think a lot of you listening can resonate with the emotion, but it's when you play for a team and the only thing you get to do is be a a tackling dummy or a practice hero or get tortured and not get to travel and do any of the things and get to enjoy like all the pomp and circumstance of like being a part of the team is the equivalent of being like shackled to your business that you've built this thing. Like I made it, like I made it on the team. How like that was the goal. And now you're (laughs) suffering now, man, there was a stretch when I hadn't gotten a chance, man. Like I was still working up to get my chance, man. (laughs) And I, they would give me two free tickets to the games. So me and my mom could sit in the stands and watch the team play. My mom's so excited because I'm on the team. So she's got her button. It's got my picture Mm -hmm. on it. So you're sitting with all the parents. And sure enough, parents are trying to be conversational and chat with people, whatever. And they're like, oh, is your son on the team? And it's like, well, yes, he's sitting right here. It's like, but aren't they, they're like playing LSU like right now, but you're here. Did did you ever Hmm. just like limp? Be like, ah, I gotta, you know, don't fucking ask me this question. (laughs) There's very few times that suicide seems like a very logical out. (laughs) That is a rough spot to be in. It sucks. That is a really rough spot to be in. But I bet you it's no different. Than thinking, thinking you've made it, you've got your gym, you've got your business, you took life by the proverbial balls, and you to, already to, took the risk. To, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. and yet you were stuck in the stands, watching the game happen, watching everybody else that's doing the same thing as you, just kicking ass, and you just need a chance, man. Yeah, so. If you're in your business, you're waiting around on a chance. Is that what? And by the way, there are things like this happen. Maybe maybe you, your dream client who's got 10 friends, who've got 10 friends, and they're all going to come in and join, and it's going to cascade, and all of a sudden you're going to have 80 new members in the next two months. You go plus 80 from what you are right now. Can you handle that? Is that profitable? Do you have the staff? Can you have staff that's good? Is that just going to break you in your business? Is that your plan, though, to wait around for your chance, man? That's a tough plan to have. And we've talked about this when it comes to businesses that are stuck with the group fitness model. It's just, it does at some point top out, right? There's just at some point people want more. It also gets hard to sell because not everyone out there wants group fitness. So if your market is saturated and you're only selling group fitness, it's just tough. You can make a lot of money doing semi-private stuff and other things. Whatever you identify as your next opportunity, I'm cool with it. But identifying it as your next opportunity and sitting on ass and wandering around and wishing like, why aren't people hiring me for personal training? Nobody wants to hire me for personal training. What is your fucking plan? Do you have a plan? That's the question. Do you have a plan? If you don't, you're going to sit where you sit. And that is it. And so there's no way around this thing. We're like, so whatever you're identifying as your opportunity, what's your plan? What are you going to do? And we've helped gyms now do this now. We got a guy right now who's really been killing it this last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And one of the things that he's done 
instead of sitting around posting fluff on social media, like a lot of people do, or trying to do influencer stuff, he just started making a focus. Who am I talking to? What's going to appeal to the average person? What's going to get people who want to take a step instead of convincing people that they should take a step in their fitness? What's going to get people who are right there ready want to go to him? That over the other guy, because th- that's what you want to do. What make just appeal to those people. So he's done very focused social media stuff, and it's been directed at exactly the right people. And he's done it consistently. Then what he's done is every single week you go back and you look at every one of your posts, and every one of what worked, what didn't, what did I get leads out, what what's cringeworthy, what should I have done differently? Is the call to action on this garbage? What other, what other things? So what he does is he does the thing because he's trying. So he, he takes a step forward, and then he looks back and says, did that work? It didn't work? Okay, let's go. This is now all of a sudden leads start coming in mm-hmm. by having all this other stuff wrong that we've done for them on the back end and teaching them how to sell and how to get their offers right. Now all of a sudden it's 600 bucks, 1,000 bucks, 500 bucks at a time instead of 150, 150 three people told me no in a row, you know, that's not the game we're playing anymore. And, but having that plan taking, instead of you need to take control of your situation. This is a thing that I learned from a coach. This is a, a boxing coach on the internet. And so one of the things that he talks about is there's way too many fans in the world of combat sports. And even with people that are actually in the sport, if you're training as a boxer and you have a favorite boxer, and you're out there like, he's the best versus the other guy who's the best. No, no, this guy's the best. That argument is dog shit. It is a waste of your time if you're trying to be a boxer. What you should be doing is whether or not this guy actually won this fight or not, you should actually be studying the sport, study what he did, and how then am I going to take the things he does well and implement that into my own development. Watching, mm-hmm. Being a fan of something is not a development program. Okay. Wanting to launch personal training is not a plan to launch personal training. Wanting to grow your business is not a plan. So none of these things are helping your development until you actually sit down and go, what am I going to do to start moving in this direction? And how am I going to hold myself accountable when things aren't working to course correct? So many people sitting with their hands up, sitting on their hands and just wondering why things aren't working out for them. And so this is the thing. You just need the plan. And if you don't have one, talk to us and we'll help you with it. But you have to start taking that thing. You're in that spot right now. And this is the thing between you and the American dream is just what's your plan to make this work? Because you didn't just open a business and it doesn't just fucking rain money on you. It doesn't. And I think it gets forgot that you opened your gym. And maybe you did hustle. Maybe you did do the things that you needed and you started getting leads in, but that's your group fitness model. And how many gyms, how many gym owners are we talking to and gyms that we're looking at where the group fitness model just ends up leaving you with no time. You're too busy to do anything and you're not making enough money. So you get the bright idea. To be like, all right, well, maybe we'll start hustling a little bit of personal training and provide a little bit of higher service. And just coming up with that idea isn't a plan. Even just sending out one email, well, I've done social media. How many times, God, how many times have we heard that people participate or do social media? I don't like it, but I've sent some stuff and they put out a post. Yeah. They say it once. the thing that I see the most, and this is important for you guys out there because some of you follow us, some of you we see out there, 
I see a lot of coaches and personal trainers and gym owners out there on social media who don't ask anybody to hire them on their social media. You don't. When was the last time you said, hey, we got personal training options. Let us know if you want to if you want to talk about them. That's it. That, that, that's not great copy, but let's just pretend that's it. Big thing on text. That's it. Right, right there on your screen on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. And put it on your, when was the last time you see that? I know, guys, I've been in the fitness education space for years and we got into the business consulting side of this. So I have seen and followed a lot of coaches and a lot of gym owners and a lot of trainers who are not making the money they want to. It's their main complaint. How can I do this better? I'm losing clients or how do I get more clients or all this stuff. And they spend, they're so passionate into their learning. They want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn how to, they, all they learn is about coaching and all they learn is about movements and all they learn is about dorky stuff. And yet I have yet to see very many of them solicit anything on their social media. It's like, you're too cool. Are you too cool? Like, are you too cool to try to be successful? Look at what car dealerships have had to do lately to adapt to the new world. The most savvy car dealerships constantly leverage their staff and their staff's social media following. Every sure. salesperson is posting when a car comes in. Every salesperson who makes a sale is posting a picture of the person. And by the way, that gets to be a bit overbearing. If you're not interested in a car or you don't really care, it can be like, geez, all they're doing is blowing up their shit about selling cars. That's how they see their fucking family. And if you don't like it, unfollow. I think, mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was either Bradley or Grant Cardone. I never tell the two of them fucking apart. Are they the same person even? I don't, I don't even know. I really can't. Put it side by side, I would not know one over the other. And they all seem to talk <laughs> kind of the same. <clears throat> but one of them had said, the thing that you need to do is all your social media, really your personal and your business, whatever, is for your business. If you're not using your personal social media to promote your business and try to get sales and try to, you know, at least stay on brand the whole time and do the thing, you're making such a huge mistake. And people say, well, gee, you know, it's, all it takes is one person to come up to you and be like, you know, it's just you kept posting too much about trying to get us to in the gym. So, I, you know, someone, I unfollowed you. And the thing about that is if someone unfollows you because of it, what you're supposed to say is, well, you weren't fucking buying anything anyways. You weren't. And when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, that's it. Exactly. Because fuck those people. If me trying to feed my, trying to get my piece of the American pie, me trying to do the thing, if that makes you uncomfortable because you're not interested in my business, then I'm really not that worried about you going away. Because this platform is not about me getting my fucking feelings stroked because I'm pretty or whatever. You know what I mean? This like, pay me, pay me. Here's what I do. I'm good at it. Here's how all the other things that I do. Here's people like it. Here's what we do pay me. You want to, you want to do the thing I can help you. That is what that transaction should be. If you're still busy trying to like, I don't know, like connect with people you were in junior high with on Facebook, mm -hmm. get the fuck out of here. This it's never going to work for you. Then also jams up your algorithm. You get ratioed real bad when people scroll past your stuff. So just let them go, man. So make your stuff about you and about what you do and may, and if they don't like it, go away. But that is trying. Not doing it is not trying. Trying without a plan is better than not trying, by the way. But I really highly recommend you just invest a little bit into getting yourself a plan. Make a plan, and that plan does need to include holding yourself accountable. Because otherwise, you'll sit there and you'll make shitty posts that nobody likes. And you'll try to reach out to people, and you'll do it wrong, and it won't work. And then you're just going to sit on your heels again and wonder, oh, shit, I guess I really would like this to be working, but it's not. The point is you should constantly be assessing and course correcting. What is my plan? How many leads did I get? Did I set a sales goal for this week? Do it. Start small. 
and you want to make $500 in new sales next week, just do it and fight for it. You've had people that have reached out. You have these tools at your disposal, so just try for it. Shoot out your email list to people, former members. Hey, if you found somewhere else to go yet, if you ha- if you hope you found somewhere else, if you haven't, we'd love to have you back or talk. You know, let's shoot me a message to see if we can get together. You might shake one or two loose. And yeah, if you don't have your offers right, it may just be for members, but whatever. You're getting in the habit of trying. And in doing that, making that personal connection for that, you realize, oh, that kind of works for that. And then you'll make some social media posts to try to make, get some action. And then some of them work and you do them right. Some of them don't work. And you need to look at it objectively and go, ah, where did I fuck up? Did I come off this way? Did I come off this way? Did I make it too complicated? Did the offer suck? Did the copy suck? Was the audience bad? Did I only put it on the businesses page, which then has really limited reach? Is that possible? Um, so you need to do that with everything that you're doing though. It's just move forward on it, but you need to hold yourself accountable and actually make sure that you're moving in the right direction. And that and takes effort. Don't hide in coaching. No. And so. if you've taken those next steps, you haven't just hidden in that constant state of learning that a lot of us can get caught in and you actually have taken some action steps and you failed. The things that you are that you just rattled off, Tyler, as all ideas that everyone can run with right now, right it's now. these things that you're rattling off, these are proven steps that we have taken with the gym owners that we have worked with and with the personal trainers that we've worked with. Starting them at that group fitness model as their foundation and then starting to build that personal training business, that higher premium business into their gym or into everything that they do with their clients. And I think you and I have boiled it down to what three core things that we've done with people. We, well, th- yeah, this is, and this is of course not really the steps that you need to do if you're you, but this is what we do. So if you want to come and get involved and work with us, the things that we help you do is the first thing we're going to do is we're going to start showing you when we, when we're trying to launch personal training, Show them how to start generating free leads. That's it. Free organic leads, but not with, not with paid ads, not at this point, because you're not any good at writing copy. Maybe your stuff sucks. Maybe you don't, if you want to spend more money on that other stuff, go for it. Hire somebody to run ads. Go for it. Let them handle the whole thing. Those services are great if you can afford it. If you can't, because money's tight, you don't have any more time to make more money, then you got to figure out how to bootstrap it. Okay? So you know, if you're going to do it this way, finding out how to make free leads is the best way to start because the, again, that's exactly what I just described for you right there. That's free leads. Those are, those are some of the free, easiest, low hanging fruit things that you can do. Next, you got to get your offer right. So that when people do come and talk to you, they like have some, you have some good packages that work for them for personal training, for group, all those things, packages that people want, you know, packages that allow people to choose higher levels of service. If all your people are coming in on group and the only thing you talk to them is when they call is how much does it cost to join your gym? And it's $160. Okay. No, thanks. That's it. Well, that's, that's fucking, that is not a good conversation. That's you call, call down to your favorite restaurant. And I want you to ask the question, how much is food? And fucking be, be like, what the fuck is that? Well, what do you want? Like, that's such an obvious way to go about it. So someone calls this, how much is your membership? It's like, well, our membership is this and this, but it really depends on what you're trying to do. A group membership is this. We also offer if you're looking for weight loss. Get the conversation shifted so it's talking about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. 
But we, again, when you only sell one thing, yeah, I guess if you're the hot dog spot and people call and ask how much a hot dog is, then you're only going to sell hot dogs. But then if you're that guy, you can't wonder why nobody's buying the ribeye because you don't fucking offer it. So getting this right, the main thing that does lets clients pay, choose to pay more money for you. The secondary thing that that does for you, though, is it makes closing those sales really easy. Really, really, really easy. Because they come in and they have lots of goals and they just don't know about you and what you offer. And all you do is offer them a path. It's your services are the cobblestones along that path. If they want to go further, they want to go faster, whatever that is, they're just going to choose more things along that path. Say, ah, give me, show me this. Let's take this road, man. That works. But you've got to have those paths. They need to be built for you, for your business. And I really think you do need help to do that if you're going to do it on your own. Because we've seen people that have taken stuff from the podcast and they try to like run with it. Like, ah, oh, I, I kind of get it. And it's just missed on so yep. many principles, even with people that we get into the gym hacking university as they run through it on their own, we get to the point where then they end up like, Hey, let's talk about my, my, my offer. Once they get to that point in the university and we usually look at it and it needs, needs a fair amount of tuning up always. So it's better to just go direct and work with someone like us to get that stuff squared away for sure. Yeah, Cause it, it, it just lets your stuff sell itself. And the faster we can get there, the faster you have the confidence that you're no longer just leaving money on the table. Yeah. And you have confidence in your sales process. That's the other thing about it is like, if you're not used to, if you're having a hard time selling personal training, it's because like, maybe you're just every once in a while. So, you know, I do personal training to someone who you have in the gym instead of really presenting it as a solution to one of their other problems, you know, instead of really putting it outward that you offer personal training, it's a tough thing. We work with some brands that are still, you know, that are CrossFit affiliates and it's very difficult for some of them because they're running everything under kind of a CrossFit banner. It's like, come join the CrossFit, this, this CrossFit, this gym for our personal training stuff. And the solution is really in how you present it is don't, you're not selling CrossFit to these people. You're selling them results. The location of the gym, the name of the gym, the type of training shouldn't matter. I haven't sold a single, I've been doing, I've been testing a lot of these personal training sales systems here lately quite a bit. And it's been very, very, very fruitful. It's been very productive. And there's also a lot to be learned by the fact that you don't need a brick and mortar location to be able to sell people. And if you remove, you know, trying to sell your facility or your equipment or any of that stuff from the equation, you'll find that you start closing at a much, much higher rate because that doesn't have anything to do with what they want. So if you're busy talking about all the stuff that you like to coach and the exercises you dig and muscle groups and how smart you are, people aren't going to give a shit. They just won't. And they're not going to be that interested. So if you, if you learn to keep your sales conversation, anytime someone shows up as a lead, just keep things oriented on them, what they want, what they're trying to accomplish and where your services fit along that road. It's going to be very, very, very easy to close sales because they're there for something already. This was one of the things we learned from uh, kind of one of our coaches, our business coaches as well. And she said for these people, you know, if you're worried that someone's going to come in like, okay, how am I going to do this? I got to get ready to sell. How do I, what do I got to pitch them on? Guys, they already reached out to you. You didn't go in and drag them out of their home and say, you want to join a fucking gym? You didn't do that, right? <laughs> they came to you and you know why? Because they're ready. They're, they're ready. They're not coming to you because they're not ready. They've, they've reached out, which means the sale is going to happen whether you want it to or not. They they're, are ready to buy. They're joining the gym. If, if you're asking, if, if, by the way, if you're out shopping for houses, if you're out looking at houses, you're, you're going to buy a house. You may not buy this one. 
You may not do this one this week, but you're going to buy a house. You're in the market. You are. You're right there. So if, you, if they're showing up to you, the sale's going to happen, whether it's with you, whether it's with someone else, whether they go with whatever bullshit they find online, they'll hire some guru. You know, they'll just have somebody stuff macros down their throat. Whatever it is, they're going to do. They're going to do something. And you might as well be the one. If All you got to do is show them the way. Oh, here's where you are. I identify that. Here's how we can get you there. Here's what that looks like for you. You want in? And that says nothing about your intelligence. It doesn't mean anything about your equipment. Your location is a matter of convenience. It do, that does matter. But frankly, they know that by the time they talk. But your brand should almost never come up. And I think that's important. Yeah, I think for anyone that's also starting, we have some folks that have come into our community that are thinking about wanting to open a gym or they're thinking about one day being able to run their own facility. And just few, through a, a little bit of conversation, we're not quite personal training yet. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have a whole bunch of clients that are ours or we're just kind of thinking about it. So the goal becomes I need to get a gym. I'm going to tell you, man, there are a lot of things that you can do to stack the deck against you. If you choose to start your like fitness journey, fitness ownership journey, like this is what you're going to do for your business to chase that American dream. If you immediately slap a lease payment or a mortgage to drop you into the negative when you don't have to start that way. No. And I have started, I have started gyms. I've started businesses with brick and mortar location. (laughs) Excuse me. Puts a lot of pressure on you, puts a lot of pressure on your business to sell. And with a new business, what it does, it puts you in the hole. It puts you in a hole you have to crawl out of. The reason you usually kind of can get by that is because then you have to sell. Therefore, you fucking do. You figured out whether it's right or wrong. If you're still here, you figured that out. And then that got tiring or it got unsustainable or whatever. But if you're a personal trainer out there and you don't have a location and you're trying to dip your toes in the water, get those things that we talked about. Reach out to us. We can help you get started because that thing is so easy. This is now, I've been testing the system. We have, Megan's been doing it. We have one other personal trainer that's been doing it. Now we have four other locations right now that are running through the process directly of launching and implementing their personal training, that whole new vertical that they were not doing before, or if they were offering or weren't selling. And the, all of them, once it gets rolling, once these things start selling, you go, oh shit, I could have done this anywhere. And it's almost easier to do it in another place. And so you really, if you want to get started, start with clients, which means you get these things in order. All you need is leads and an offer, man, leads and good offer packages. And that's it. And then all you got to do is get yourself a relationship with a gym. They'll happily take your money. Stay out of the way, be respectful, do the thing. And that arrangement now that as I see it, it would be very hard for me to want to even go with a brick and mortar location. It may happen as an experiment for what you and I do with business, right? Right. I may need a place to test and do some things and operate some systems, but the truth is it would for just the gym's business, that would be you'd be on the hook for some that's a lot to be on the hook for when you should just be making money and getting clients results because that you need that stuff in order in order to build the system for the long haul. You need testimonials. You do need practice. You need to get good at coaching. You're going to get good at coaching by coaching more and holding yourself accountable to the results than you are to just constantly keep your nose in the book. At some point, close your damn eyes to all the fucking information that's trying to get stuffed in your head about this exercise is good. This one's bad. This is the way to do this. Not this. It just fucking coach some people. 
start coaching, start coaching wherever you can. Every gym owner I know who's got like a big nut by opening, getting themselves in a big lease, all of them 100% agree. They should have started smaller. They should have just started with clients. They all wish they would have started either out of their garage or out of some other small facility. Always. I have never heard otherwise from anyone. All of them say they should have started smaller. Which means that that personal training thing is the thing. That right. means that that is it. They just start with a client, get their results, get, start with profitable work instead of unscalable work. And that's important. So if you're new, take that advice and run with it. Really take that advice and run with it. And this is why we have the group. Yeah. We have a free Facebook group. You can find it at community.hackyourgym.com and join it. It's free. Yeah. These are the things that you we, can, you get more access to us. Yeah. And you can see some of the outcomes from some of the coaches we're working with directly before you decide you want to take the leap. If you want to work with us directly, you can just message us here at the, uh, the gym owners. What are we at on? It's, the dudes yep, at, at hackyourgym.com or at the yep. gym owners podcast on uh, Instagram or just me directly at Tyler F and Stone on Instagram or John at J Banks FL. You got it. Guys, that's got us wrapped up for today. For today, go get yourself a slice of the American dream. We love you and we'll see you next week. <laughs>